I no longer was condemned and that Jesus had my baby and that wow. Jesus wanted to heal my heart because he said, Grace, I need for you to pour into your children what you haven't had. And I need for you to raise your children in me. And Toby, I couldn't do it without him. Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I am excited to have you here today. I'm your host, Dr. Tokwe Kiku. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's easy to lose hope and feel defeated in this chaotic world that's so full of problems. Well, guess what? This podcast is all about helping you discover the hidden treasures in your trials, so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. You'll hear inspiring stories from special guests as they share the treasures they've discovered in their trials. So if you're going through a difficult season right now and need encouragement, you'll find that support here and to know that you are not alone on this journey called life. Amen. Um, so may I ask you a favor? Uh, if you like this podcast, would you review it, rate it, uh, and leave a comment and so that the podcast can be found by others? I thank you in advance and appreciate your help. And now mm-hmm. on to today's show, I have a really special guest for you. Uh, our special guest is Dr. Grace English. She is a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's a speaker writer and medical missionary. Uh, she's also an advocate for uh, advocate voice for the life of the unborn and the impact mm-hmm. of abortion on the human heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Grace is the founder of Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education, which is CARE, a nonprofit organization that helps women and men find healing and hope from a past abortion. Um, she leads abortion recovery. She leads abortion recovery training, both locally and internationally, and has spoken at numerous churches and events about the sanctity of the human life. Um, Dr. Grace is also co-founder of Bethesda Health Clinic. She is passionate about helping the poor and the undeserved, underserved get the medical care that they need. Uh, so, like I said, you're in for a special treat today. Uh, Grace is married to her sweetheart, John, and she and her sweetheart and their three adult children live in mm-hmm. Texas. And so if you're looking today, if you're looking to shatter strongholds and find freedom in multiple areas of your life, I ask you to listen in. You don't want to miss uh, Grace's story. She's walked through mm-hmm. some hard stuff including feeling unloved and unworthy. And so please join me in welcoming Dr. Grace English to the Treasures and Truth podcast. Hi, Toby. Thank you for having me on your show. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot that you... That's a lot that you do. And I'm so thankful that you, you have such passion, not only for the unborn, but to use your story to be the mm-hmm. stepping stone. Uh, and I can't wait for you to tell our listeners more. But I would like to start us off. Can you share a fun fact about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Toby, you know, I used to hate flying. Mm -hmm. Every time I would get on an airplane, I literally would have panic attacks. But four years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Israel with my home church. And God, in that flight home, he totally erased my fear of flying. And it's an absolute miracle. I wasn't even asking for him to do that, but he did. (laughs) And now everybody. So much happier because I'm happier when we get on. I love to travel countries and learn different cultures and just there's so much in this world to be explored. So, um, so that is a fun fact. I uh, just want to encourage your listeners if they do have a fear of flying that Jesus can take it away from them because it literally was a God miracle that he did that. Yes. So you went to Israel and on the way back, you totally... Totally fear of flight. No more fear of flying. The Lord removed it. And I don't know if it was because the flight was so long (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, I, my, the Lord just took it away and it, it was him because there was nothing I literally did on my part to have that happen. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just so good. He knows he gives us things that we don't even know to ask for. Yes. So, yes. I, I he, totally can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. But so, um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that fun fact. Um, so yeah. I would like for you, because I know you've got a really important message. I would like for you to share your God's story. And then just um, as you share it, whether as the Lord leads our conversation, I'll ask more questions, but just start us off. Very good. Well, Toby, I am Asian. I grew up in an Asian home and the culture um, in an Asian home is quite different than the American culture. And so in Asian culture, they typically take pride in like your achievements, what you, you know, um, have excelled in school. And there wasn't really much emotional, you know, um, affirmation or verbal affirmation. And so when I was growing up living in this culture, I just always felt like I never was good enough for my parents. You know, Um, many years later, I know they loved me deeply and they did their very best for me. And and I loved them. But growing up as a young girl and as a teenager, I never heard those words, I love you. And so when I left for college, I decided that I was going to live my life the way I wanted to. Um, we did not go to church growing up. Um, I believed in a God, but I did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But when I went off to college, I got involved um, with my first boyfriend and I found myself pregnant at the age of 18. And I was definitely very scared. My best friend, whom I called immediately after that, I told her what had happened, you know, that I had a positive pregnancy test. And the first thing she said to me, this was in 1985, Mm -hmm. well, you will just have to have an abortion because, you know, I was a freshman in college. And so abortion was legal. And as an 18-year-old college student with my whole life ahead of me, I thought this is the best choice that I'm going to make for myself. Mm -hmm. So I did have an abortion and um, I did have an abortion two months later. And Toby, I'm telling you, 
the things that I went through for the next four to five years of my life, I would have never dreamt that I would have had to suffer through what I did. And I basically hit rock bottom four to five years later because of that abortion. I had no idea it had such an effect on me. But that abortion did lead me to Christ, though, because I remember one day just crying out to God. And I said, Lord, save me. I don't want to live anymore. I had such a bad eating disorder. I was started, had, you know, drinking on the weekends and, you know, experimenting with drugs on the side. It was, my life had just gone out of control. So at the age of 23, I finally hit rock bottom and I cried out to God and I said, save me, save me, Lord. And I knew then that he he was the only one that could save me. And so Jesus started to change my life, Toby. It was a gradual sort of um, progression over the next few months and years. I made it to medical school and God started changing my friendships. And I started attending church and I started growing in my faith. But that abortion, I never wanted to think about it again. Because I told myself, Toby, mm-hmm. God forgives me because he forgives all sins. Yeah. But that was the extent of my confession and repentance at that time. Mm-hmm. And so when I met my husband, while we were dating, he was the first person outside of anybody except for my best friend that knew about my abortion. And I remember sitting John down and I told him, you know, I have to tell you what had happened when I was a 18 year old college student. And I thought to be, he was going to just cut off that relationship and mm-hmm. said, you know, um, that, you know, it, it was going to end right there. But Toby, he was so gracious. And he said, you know, grace, the Lord has forgiven you. I'm going to forgive you too. And so mm. I, I, I was inside, I was like, whew, Thank you, Lord. The hard part is over. You oh, know, wow. my, oh, my wow. husband knows I'm, I'm okay and he's okay with it. Wow. So, fast forward, we get married a few years later after that. I still never thought about my abortion. I buried it down deep in my heart because I thought, you know, there's something good that comes out of thinking about that. Not until I became a parent. I became a parent and had Sarah, had Daniel. And Toby, when I was pregnant with Matthew, our third, there was something seriously wrong going on in my head. And because I found myself very, very angry Mm -hmm. and I would have these fits of anger with my three-year-old daughter, who was absolutely precious. And all she wanted to do was to give me hugs, but I had no patience with her. I didn't know where these fits of rage and anger were coming from. Mm And so a good friend of mine, she was actually my mentor for many years after this in abortion recovery. Mm -hmm. Bev knew my secret. Mm -hmm. She knew that I had had an abortion Mm -hmm. and she, God's divine intervention was she kept persisting that I actually attend a abortion recovery Bible study. Mm -hmm. I was like, Bev, I don't need it. I'm fine. And she was like, no, I, I, I think I would love for you to come. I mean, Toby, she could see through, she could see through me and the next few months when I finally agreed to go to that Bible study, which was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best things I ever did in my life is because Jesus showed me how that very pain of my abortion had affected me as a wife, 
and would affect me as a mother. And he knew that I totally had to surrender and finally confess and, and have true repentance over ending the, the life of my unborn child, Jonathan, mm -hmm. at the age of 18. And until I was able to do that, he then could start the healing of my broken heart. Wow. And for all the lies, Toby, that I wow. believe, wow. I believe I couldn't be a, a mother that was worthy enough to even have children mm -hmm. because I had chosen to end the life of my unborn child. Why would God give me more children? And then, I mean, he showed me all of these lies that I finally was able to let the Holy Spirit show me in his word yeah. through God through prayer that I no longer was condemned and that Jesus had my baby and that wow. Jesus wanted to heal my heart because he said, Grace, I need for you to pour into your children what you haven't had. And I need for you to raise your children in me. And Toby, I couldn't do it without him. Yeah. And so Finally, then my secret was broken. The power of the secret was broken and the devil had no hold on me anymore because Jesus had died on the cross for my abortion, that terrible, terrible sin that I committed mm -hmm. and the, the freedom and the healing he has given me since then mm -hmm. has been very contagious. Mm -hmm. That's how care Christ in our abortion recovery was started is because I wanted other women and other men mm -hmm. to experience the freedom and the healing that Jesus Christ, he is the only one that can give you that so, will erase that. Yes. Yeah. So from this would be a good, a good point, uh, a good place to, to, to kind of summarize for our listeners. And then <laughs> I would ask you some, some questions. So that bad growing up in that background uh, you said you grew up, you're Asian and you grew up in that um, Asian background of accomplishment. And mm -hmm. I, I, I can totally relate with that because Nigerian families are like that too. Uh, you know, we go by, you accomplish, you hardly ever hear, I love you. And so you shared how that impacted you and impacted how you lived once you left home and went to college. Ooh, freedom. And so I can do whatever I want. And mm -hmm. this led then led to, you know, uh, having unprotected sex and getting pregnant <laughs> and then um, having an abortion. And mm -hmm. fast forward, you thought, oh, I dealt with it. You know, somehow in the middle of that process, you found Christ. You you felt that you dealt with it. Uh, mm -hmm. You had a, another boyfriend who is your current husband of 26 <laughs> plus years. And mm -hmm. he accepted you. And both of you say, hey, God's forgiven. It's <laughs> done, right? Um, Correct. So, but now you have children and all this stuff bubbles back up. Now what? Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so in, 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 as this, as it bubbles back up, you've had to deal with that. And I think mm. what I would like for you to share with our audience, because we can just say you had to deal with that. What did that look like? What was the, the dealing with that part? What did it look like? And what was most helpful for you during that time? Tubby, it is very hard to ask somebody to go back and dive into their pain, but 
the reason why that needs to happen Mm -hmm. is because it's not because God is trying to punish you and remind you of all the bad things. Mm -hmm. He wants to show you how that choice, how your decisions or somebody else's decisions, you know, has affected you and to get real with him and to open your eyes and be honest with yourself and be honest with God. And hopefully the Lord is going to bring somebody close that you can safely share your secret and your pain with because it makes it real and the pain is there okay you can try to bury it and not try to address it it will bubble up like you are saying Mm -hmm. it will bubble up in many many different situations in your life but the pain is still there and oftentimes toby that pain has turned into rage and anger Mm -hmm. and you just don't know what to make of it Mm -hmm. and so when you start having the, when you start that first step of just getting real with your pain and no longer denying its existence, mm-hmm. that is when Jesus can start showing you just the truth of how that pain has affected you and the truth of what happened. You know, um, so many times we, we cover it up with shame and we don't want anybody to know what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, Definitely am not encouraging your readers to tell the world. Now I tell the world because Jesus is my centerpiece and he's the centerpiece of my money. But when I was going through my healing, it was difficult. There were so a lot of tears, but then through those tears and through talking about what had happened, the Lord has a way of bringing a lot of comfort to your heart. And he tells you, Grace, you were not alone. You didn't know me at the time, but I was with you when that happened. I was with you when your baby's life, you know, you see God's hand in that. And I really encourage your readers, I mean, your your listeners, to know who this Jesus is. Because he honestly is the only one that can save you and he's the only one that can heal you and so if you don't have a relationship with the lord it is time now to to take that step and so because jesus did come to earth in bodily form to die on a cross for our very sins and he died on the cross to be for my abortion He knew many, many years later that I would do that as a young, foolish girl, making poor choices. But Jesus, he died on the cross because God knew that we couldn't forgive ourselves of our own sin. He had to pay the atonement for our sins. But Jesus was raised on the third day, Topi, and he, the God's word says, if you believe in him, you will never perish, but you will have eternal life and have forgiveness of your sins. So, so I want to encourage your listeners that there's no healing, no matter how much counseling you get in this world, how much medications you get in this world. Jesus is the only one that can accomplish that healing. And so, but going back to your question, Toby, yes, getting real, getting to the pit of where that is, because you know what? God has a way of restoring those broken 
broken places. And he does. He does it in time. And he does it through his word. And he does it through just that time you spend with him. Mm-hmm. And you, you can just sense him. You, you know, he is there. He wants to help you. He doesn't want me living with this secret for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tubby, my children are my greatest, greatest gift that he's given me, apart from salvation, obviously, mm-hmm. and for my husband. Yeah. But you know what, you know what it is being a mother. Yeah. Like how much you have to pour into your children. And so I honestly don't think my children would be where they're at unless the Lord had intervened in my life and said, Grace, I need for you to go here with me. Yeah. And I need for you to sac- sacrifice your pride. Mm-hmm. I need for you to sacrifice that secret. Mm-hmm. And I need, I, I need to get in there. And God is a gentleman, Toby. He's not going to force himself. We have to be willing to to go there with him. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you share. I mean, you shared so many nuggets just in that in this <laughs> in this segment. Um, so we have to get real. Uh, we yeah. have to not hide it because it's in that secret where the enemy comes to shame us and to put us. <laughs> in that pit and say, "Mm, you're so unworthy, so unloved and fills our minds with lies. But God through Jesus wants us to get real. Mm -hmm. To to come clean and say, Hey, this is me. And Mm -hmm. what you just share with our listeners is if you don't know him, get close to him. He wants to do that business with you. He wants to Mm -hmm. heal you completely. So you don't have to carry this, Lug this bag of shame on your back all over the place. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. So do you often, as, as you've gone, as you've healed, and now you're helping other people heal, do you often see people who carry this pain and bury it? And how do you, what do you say to encourage them? So Toby, you know, I'm an internal medicine physician, you know, family, um, primary care. And so I see it all the time, every time I'm at work, that people are carrying a load on them and and it can come out definitely in depression and anxiety and panic symptoms mm-hmm. to the point of being suicidal. But so many people have learned to live with their pain because they numb their pain out. They take, they take drugs, alcohol, food, Whatever it is, they they take it because they don't want to think about the pain. They may not realize it, Toby, what they're doing, but I pretty much can kind of sense it. And I don't have a problem asking my patients if they have had an abortion in their past. Mm-hmm. Many times they'll look at me because I'm usually, I can usually um, spot it because I tell them quickly, I've been there. I, I know how you feel mm-hmm. and how you're acting is how I used to. <laughs> it takes one to, to know one. <laughs> you just see their faces. They're like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? But even if I'm not right and they didn't have an abortion trauma, there's some other deep seated pain that they've not dealt with. Mm-hmm. It could have been like verbal, physical, sexual abuse as a child. It could have been, you know, your father abandoned you. It could be a myriad of things. You know, people hurt people. We live in a fallen, sinful world. And so 
no matter what their pain and secret origin is, mm-hmm. it I, I just tell them, you know, you and I share them my story. And I just said, you know, I, I've had to come real with this. And that is how the Lord has brought me. It, I mean, it wasn't an overnight process. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, day by day, week by week, month by month. And as I continue to grow my faith, God continues to free me from many different areas of my life. And so my abortion testimony is just one little area. He has done so much in the rest of my life. There's so so I would, I would like for you to, to follow. I would like to follow up on that and to say, can you just share that process? Because as we tell people, well, get real, get, get, do business with the Lord and get real. Um, what right. does that process look like? So that they can, they can have an idea what they're in for. Yes. So I would first be in prayer um, and ask the Lord to give you the courage to go back there. And I would encourage someone to journal their feelings and I would encourage them to find a safe person, whether that is a family member, a best friend you can confide in, somebody at the church or Sunday school teacher, you know, um, it could be your physician, it could be your counselor, just somebody who is there to listen and you have a safe place where you can finally shed the light on the darkness mm-hmm. because once the light shines the darkness doesn't have a hold on you anymore and that person is not going to judge you condemn you the lord will show you who's safe to talk to yeah. but once you can get to that point where you can verbally talk about then that's when Jesus has a chance to start start walking you down your healing that you need. For me, Toby was going to that abortion recovery Bible study. I sat in a room with four other ladies who had an abortion. But you would think when I walked in that room that I was like facing the death penalty because I honestly felt like I was going to... <laughs> Like bust open and die because I actually told somebody that I had an abortion where all these women had had an abortion. We all felt that. But once we were able to say why we were there and what had happened, then we started the healing. We then could talk about that time in our life, all the emotions that we went through, all the hurts that we went through because of it. And so that is taking that first step is really being vulnerable to someone else, but really to yourself and to the Lord. Once you start that, then he he will have it. He will have it. That is the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I would agree yeah. with you on that. And so what is the result of re- releasing this pain? So you went to that Bible study, you talked about it, about what happened. And I would imagine that went on for a number of sessions. I wasn't mm-hmm. just one time done. Um, so, but at the end, what was the result of releasing that pain? So Tuppy, once you have been able to uncover that pain mm-hmm. and it's out in the open mm-hmm. and you see how, what you're responsible for, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's to forgive mm-hmm. or whether you need to be forgiven, mm-hmm. um, you see your part in it and you have to take hold of it, take full responsibility of it. And 
But once you're able to release that pain and the Lord and you have confessed and repented, you know, in my particular circumstance, we had to acknowledge the humanity of our unborn children. And so that was healing in itself. When we were finally led, when the Lord said, I have forgiven you, I would like for you to meet your baby. And we give them a name. We give them, we have a memorial. Mm-hmm. We have um, acknowledgement of their life. Mm-hmm. And so it, and so it depends on, you know, for abortion recovery, that is how we lead our women to have closure. Yeah. And, um, but honestly, whatever pain that somebody may be carrying, once you get that pain out, there's really not any more power from it. Yeah. And there's a lot of anger and bitterness and that is revealed. And you start to understand why you may feel those strong emotions, mm-hmm. but you then there's no need for you to hang on to that anymore. And yeah. in, in, in Jesus, I mean, he's very clear in his word, you know, mm-hmm. that he does remove our sins as far as the East is from the West. Yes. And so, and if Jesus, if if we don't for, if we don't receive His forgiveness, you know, and we don't forgive ourselves, we're saying that Jesus's death on the cross wasn't good enough. You know, He's no, He's <laughs> His death on the cross. He paid it all. He paid every sin, even before we ever committed it. It's paid. Yes. paid in full. Paid in full. I have no right to continue condemning myself and for and and staying in this pitiful pit of self, you know, condemnation Mm -hmm. when Jesus has already taken that guilt away from me. Mm -hmm. And so he knew what sin would do to us. And he knew he was the only one who could take it away. And once he takes it away, Toby, you're free. You are free. Yes. So, so, um, so being able to release that pain moves you on to a place where you can actually be whole again. Okay. You're no longer having to hide. You can be real. You can be very, um, you're so much more, um, sensitive to others who've been through it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I mean, Toby, it's just, it's the full and abundant life that he promises us. Yes. It, that's what you get. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I totally can. I can relate. And I can see that. I can see that um, in your story and mm-hmm. the women that you, the women and other lives that you're touching by sharing mm-hmm. your story. So if, mm-hmm. if, our, uh, if our listeners uh, find themselves here and they want to get started. How do they do that? Yes. And so, Toby, they can reach out to me. My um, email is um, grace, C as in cat, English at Mm hotmail.com. And I can connect them to resources that are in their area. We have abortion recovery all over this country and internationally. And so 
And we have done Zoom one-on-one, you know, healing studies with members who live far away. Mm -hmm. But even if it's not a past abortion and it's about some addiction, some trauma that you've had in your life that you don't really know where to start from, Mm -hmm. there are so many good resources out there now. Celebrate Recovery is wonderful. And so I don't know if you know about Celebrate Recovery. You probably do. Yeah. Yes. And so they cover any sort of hurt, hang up habit that you have Mm -hmm. and you dive deep into it and, and you walk through that program. um, But there's Christian counselors that can help you and we can definitely get you connected. So if, if your listener is ready to stop hurting and to start living a life where their past pain no longer defines who they are, Mm -hmm. then they'd know how to reach us. Okay. So celebrate recovery and your email. And I would have, I would have all of those in the show notes as well. Um, So as we uh, round up, what's one thing uh, uh, that you can leave with our listener uh, so that as they've heard your story, What's one thing that you would want them to do as a result of listening to your story today? Yes. You just need to know that Jesus can turn the pain of your past into the peace of the present Mm -hmm. and for you to live a life purpose. Good. So Jesus can turn your pain of the past into the peace of the present present, and for you to live a life of purpose. purpose. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, Grace, thank you again for coming on the show today and just sharing your amazing story of redemption with us. Um, I know that you have an upcoming program, and I would like for you to share a little bit about that with our listeners. It's called the Getting Real to Heal. And I think that that program ties in well with your story that you shared today. So uh, yeah, our listeners a little bit about that. So Tuppy, the Lord um, brought me out in 2020 when we were at the um, CCC conference that you and I first met at. Mm -hmm. He started showing me that he wanted me to gather a group of women to talk about how he has met them in their pit of pain and how he has taken them out of that and freed them from that. Mm -hmm. And so I am now doing Deep in the Heart Women's Conference. And it is a conference where it's a collection of raw and real stories by women who have been through the fire. Mm -hmm. And this year, we're going to have our conference in Tyler, Texas. Last year, we had it in Palestine, Texas. Mm -hmm. But for instance, one of my speakers, Monet Beltran, she used to be a former homosexual and identified as a boy. But Jesus, she turned around her life around and 10 years ago, she has been, she loves the Lord and she's speaking into that deception because we are living in a culture where people don't even know what gender they are. <laughs> I mean, Toby is just, just another scheme of the devil. Mm-hmm. And so, but some of my other speakers that I'm going to have, I have a woman who's walking the road of a prodigal child and how, what God has taught her, in that journey while she's waiting for her prodigal child to come back. And so deep in the heart women's conference, I feel like the Lord, he has said, this is something that I'm going to be involved in for the next several years until he tells me it's okay to stop. But okay. it's exciting. So when, when will this be next year? It's February 24th, 25th. Okay. And 
yes, in Tyler, Texas. And what, with my website that you will post, they can find a lot more information about the conference. Okay. I, so I was yeah. going to ask you, um, so um, our listeners can connect with you at um, uh, drgraceenglish.com. And um, they can also email you at um, grace at drgraceenglish.com, right? Those are the ways yeah. that they can connect with you. Com. Correct. They okay. can. All yes. righty. Well, again, um, Grace, it's been a wonderful pleasure to have you. And uh, just thank you for sharing your story. And uh, listeners, I will have those information in the show notes uh, where you can connect with Dr. Grace as well as the information about the Deep in the Heart Conference next year. So if you're mm-hmm. in the Texas area or you would like to attend, uh, all that information will be there. So thank yeah. you again for being here on Treasures and Truth with Talkway. I hope our time today inspires you to tap into your own treasures and um, and to get real to be mm-hmm. healed. I uh, will mm-hmm. have the show notes for you at hiddentreasuresandriches.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share, leave a rating and review to help this podcast get noticed on Apple and other podcast channels. Your reviews are a gift and I truly appreciate them. Uh, so mm. thanks again for being a part of the, a part of this community. I appreciate you. And um, one last thing. Remember, God has answers. No matter what life throws at you, whether you have relationship issues at home, at work, or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers. Well, we'll see you next time. And until then, God bless you.